This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. If you'll take your Bibles, please, go with me to 1 Peter chapter 4. First Peter chapter four. We know of the intense persecution, the trials that the Apostle Paul faced. The Apostle Peter faced the same thing. In fact, we now know from church history that each of our Lord's disciples, with the exception of the Apostle John, died a martyr's death. It was only God's grace that spared the life of John because uh, the horrific things that happened to him and his imprisonment on Patmos could very well have killed the elderly apostle as well. But God spared his life, and he uh, finished his ministry there in the city of Ephesus. But Peter writing in chapter 4 says this in verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. We know that there is no temptation testing taken us but such as is common to man. This is a big world and a lot of Bad things happen because this planet is cursed because of the fall. But we shouldn't think it strange, uh, odd, uncommon that fiery trials, severe trials would come. Now what's supposed to be the Christian's response? Verse 13, but rejoice, but rejoice. I have to confess that in my flesh, I don't like those kinds of orders. Things happen, and, and I'm looking for reasons to rejoice when I should be looking to the God who gives me every reason to rejoice. Rejoice, whether it's an accident whether it's marital trouble, whatever it is, we're to be rejoicing, not hiding, not bitter, rejoicing. But then he goes on to tell us why. Again, chapter 4 in verse 13, in so much as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, he's allowing you to suffer as he suffered. He suffered for you, and whatever it is, whether it's persecution or whether it's just problems that we face, you're getting an opportunity to suffer for him, and in that suffering, to rejoice and be a shining testimony. You're partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed. In other words, he's using the testing now to do a work in us. Ye may be glad also with exceeding what? joy. So God says rejoice now because I'm preparing you for great joy later. Of course, as we think about this text, it brings to our minds Romans chapter 8 where it starts out reminding us there is no condemnation of them that are in Christ Jesus. I'm, I'm speaking to 
a large group of justified saints today. And by the way, there's only one, one kind of saint, and that's a justified saint. All right? You've been declared righteous by the Lord. But then Romans 8.28 tells us, All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. None of us love God like we should love God. But we are all called. If you're converted, you're called. And what is his purpose? The next verse tells us, verse 29, so that you can be made conformable to the image of Jesus. And when we think about Christ, what do we think about again? Suffering in the will of God. That he might gain for us eternal salvation, but now the suffering that we are doing and that we should be doing with rejoicing is for our sanctification. So that we can be a testimony here helping to draw others to Christ and so that we can also be ready for our final sanctification as we stand before Jesus. So our God doeth all things well. And this morning, God, in fact, I talked to some of our men yesterday and, and just said, you know, here's what God's doing in my heart. And they gave encouragements um, and I just want to share with you, I want to brag on God this morning. And through that, uh, trust that the Spirit of God is going to grow your faith. When we hear about a malfunction on a bus and people being severely injured, you think, this, this world is out of control. Stop right there. God shows his power in situations like this. He does. And I believe, as in the life of Job, sometimes he allows it just so that we can all see his mighty power. So let me, let me share with you uh, what God did. Now, before I do that, let me just give you an update on those uh, who were severely injured uh, who are uh, recovering from surgeries and, and so on. So I'm, I'm, uh, if you're visiting with us today, bear with me. I'm, I'm updating our church family on our family, okay? Uh, first of all, Mark Bailey, who was driving the vehicle, uh, was right up front, shattered uh, his left ankle and broke his left foot. Uh, he had surgery yesterday at his bedside. Uh, we were able to have prayer together. Uh, he's in severe pain because of that surgery. Probably the one who was injured the worst was Pam Bailey. Broke both legs and one hip. Pam had to be airlifted uh, to a hospital, the University Hospital in Richmond. She also had surgery yesterday, uh, but when I left the hospital late yesterday afternoon, she was still not out of surgery, so I do not have an update. We'll try to get that for you this afternoon as, as that becomes available. Bob Turner had three broken ribs, serious laceration around his right eye, requiring uh, many stitches. Ron Reed does not appear to have a broken neck. That's what they thought originally, uh, but the x-rays have revealed, uh, and this was confirmed, appreciate Pastor Coles and Gene Sayer being up in Fredericksburg yesterday, uh, to see him. Uh, X-rays reveal that he has three vertebrae that are out of place below his neck, and that's what's causing his pain. Uh, 
Uh, Gail uh, Poteet, uh, some of you know her as Trixie, all right. This is Becky Acree's mother. I'm starting to call her Gibraltar because those that were on that vehicle said she was as cool as a cucumber. I don't know if cucumbers are cool, but, but she was, all right, uh, through the whole thing. Just God's grace, very evident in her life. She broke her left leg, had surgery yesterday. They inserted a rod to stabilize the leg. Elva Priolo, two broken ribs, hematoma on her knee. Uh, she is home. These others that I've mentioned are all still hospitalized. Tina Bassnet is home. Uh, probably broke her nose, possible other fractures in her face. Bernie Turner is uh, home, laceration on her left hand, and again, uh, with all of these folks, bumps and bruises. The others uh, are back home, dealing again with bruising and soreness. So this happened a little bit after lunchtime on Friday. And what we know and, and what the state police investigation has revealed it to this point, something happened with the steering up front uh, underneath the bus. We don't know why, that's still part of the investigation. But as Brother Mark was driving, uh, he totally lost, he just didn't have any steering, everything locked up. We believe possibly, and again, we, we don't know everything, but that whatever happened up front, parts underneath went back and blew out a set of rear tires, which made the situation extreme. And so he had, he had no steering, went off the right side of the highway at a high rate of speed. Uh, God kept that bus upright. First, first major miracle. Uh, God's ministering spirits, uh, probably holding on to that thing, keeping it upright, went out, off into the woods and two large trees stopped the bus and kept it upright. And so on impact with those trees at the bottom, folks were thrown all over the bus. Um, and, and several, uh, five we believe, ended up uh, really in the stairwell we are uh, the well area on top of each other. Um, so here's, here's where the mighty hand of God uh, can be so clearly seen. First of all, the grace of God in the lives of those who are not severely injured. I'm getting accounts of our men especially uh, who are not severely injured on the bus, just God taking over. And then moving around in that bus uh, to, to help people, stabilize people. Um, I, I know one of our ladies, uh, everybody's working to get the, the windows open uh, in the bus. Um, here, here's another miracle. A while back, uh, in an accident here in the parking lot, one of the rear windows got broken. It was an accident. Um, and... Uh, we have been waiting many weeks for that window to come in. They've sent us two replacement windows, and both have been the wrong windows. And so uh, carefully with a, a safe material, uh, that window was patched. You couldn't see out of it, but that window was patched for trips like they just took. 
do you know, and we were frustrated, Lord, why can't they get us the right window? Do you know what the major escape route out of that bus was? It was that window that wasn't there. They were trying to open the other ones, one they got open and it wouldn't stay open. The major, uh, the way they were able to escape that bus, God wouldn't let us get a replacement window because that window didn't need to be there. So thank God. And then as, uh, as they start getting everyone out, I wish we could bring every first responder from the accident scene here and just say thank you from our hearts. You first responders, uh, Bruce Rock prayed earlier in the service, you first responders, you are called of God and we thank God for what you do. Uh, but those first responders who showed up at the scene were, every one of them I believe handpicked by the Lord. They went into action taking care of folks, uh, especially in the front of the bus. That's where the damage was, where the most physical hurt uh, damage happened. Uh, taking, you know, prying open doors, going through windows to get those people safely out. What I learned just a couple hours after the accident, and by the way, I learned I was in my office, my phone rang, and it was Sam Warren. Again, God's grace clearly evident. Sam's here this morning. Um, I, I could tell it was Sam from my phone. I didn't hear any voice from Sam. I just heard it sound like a siren right next to his phone. And I thought, this isn't good. And then Sam came on and just very calmly told me what had happened. But here's what else happened as they were getting folks out of the vehicle one of the deputies that showed up and was a major part of the scene there, the born-again brother in Christ, goes to uh, Independent Baptist Church in Ladysmith. He got there, started helping, called his pastor just a short distance from where the accident happened and said, Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake's had an accident. We're dealing with uh, multiple injuries here. Some of the folks are okay. The pastor said, Bring them here. Bring the, those that aren't injured, bring them here. And so three ended up there. Uh, the, the pastor, his wife, others in the church uh, gave them snacks, gave them drinks, took care of them, prayed with them just up the road uh, because one of the men in that church was one of the deputies working at the scene. Uh, Becky Akery's mother shared with me that a family stopped to help and a young college-age girl came up and held uh, Gail and said to her, uh, I'm, I'm a college student at a Bible college in Florida. We're on, my, we're taking, we're on our trip back. They're taking, my folks are taking me back to school. And then told her, and I, I go to Pensacola Christian College. God's timing. And of course... The God and Country rally was Friday night, so we, we were already preparing to head over. Um, God's perfect timing. We were already thinking Richmond, and the Lord had us in that mode. Uh, so Renee and I dropped Pastor and Mrs. Coles off at a pastor's luncheon at 4 o'clock, and uh, then we headed off to the University Hospital 
uh, to see as many folks as we could. But, but imagine this. How many times does a church face a crisis like this and, and your pastor emeritus and his wife can walk into a gathering of many, many pastors, share the news, and have that many pastors immediately go to prayer. God's timing. God's goodness. And so ambulances were rushing people to hospitals. Pam Bailey had to be airlifted to the university hospital because of her injuries. Uh, we, uh, Renee was not because of their restrictions in the ER. Uh, she waited outside and prayed, appreciated her help. Um, but I was able then to go uh, into the ER. Uh, my chaplain credentials helped tremendously, praise God, and was able to see uh, Bernie and um, Pam. They were literally right next to each other in the ER, and, you know, personnel working on them and able to have prayer with both of them, uh, then able to go upstairs and see uh, Mark and also see Bob. Uh, by that time, uh, Gail's son, uh, grandson was already there, and he was in with her. So immediately God allowed everybody to, to be able to have somebody at their bedside having prayer uh, with them. And so that was Friday. Uh, on Saturday, we were able to go back up, and of course at that time is when the various surgeries were happening. Uh, and we, we got to, again, see everyone, have, have prayer with everyone. Again, uh, Pastor Coles, Gene Sayer were up in um, Fredericksburg, able to meet with Ron, have prayer with him. And, and so God has, has continued to work. I was able to make contact with everybody yesterday who was on the trip, all 17, uh, with the exception of Pam, who obviously was in surgery. Uh, but all of them just over and over uh, giving praise to God for his protection. They were there. Uh, and just amazed at how God works so mightily on everyone's behalf. Had that bus gone over on its side and gone into the ditch that way, uh, we would be praising God today, but I think the picture would be very different. Uh, I want to also say thank you to our staff. Immediately we met upon learning the news, and uh, Mark Taylor got one van and a trailer ready. Mary Lynn Harvey got her other van ready and immediately drove over there so that we could provide transportation back uh, for anyone who needed it, grab all the luggage, the belongings. Um, Dave Peterson was already over there. I got a text from Dave saying, I've heard about the accident, what can I do? I said, call Mark Taylor. They met up, they all worked together to get all the luggage uh, loaded, get that back here, and then to provide transportation uh, for those who uh, were not hospitalized. Again, so thankful for first responders and just wanna give a shout out to the state of Virginia as they were already working on this situation, I didn't know this, their protocol is, is to call a local school district, line up a school bus, and to bus everybody back to wherever they live. That bus was already on standby. We didn't need it. 
but again, just part of the, of the details uh, of, of what God was doing. Uh, in, in the chaos, uh, there was order because God was there. And so uh, I'm so thankful you young people can be here this morning to hear this testimony. This is what God does. And all of these details uh, remind us that he can be trusted. It doesn't matter where you find yourself, what you're facing. Uh, he cannot fail, and he will not fail you. You are kept in his hand. Uh, again, special thanks. Uh, Dave Bassinet is here this morning. Again, Sam. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out, but all of you that were uh, so busy uh, on that bus... Uh, helping uh, those who were in worse shape than you were uh, taking, taking care of things. So let me share some specific requests this morning, all right? And then uh, we're going to go to prayer. We're going to close out this time with a prayer meeting. And I, we're just going to have corporate prayer. Uh, this may be something new for, for some, uh, this is what we do on Wednesday nights here. We go to the Lord, and we're going to just open it up and let the church family pray for their family. But let me, let me share uh, just these, these closing thoughts. First of all, some specific prayer requests. Would you pray for Mark Bailey? He's given himself a hard time. First thing that he said to me, that rascal, when I walked in there, and don't repeat this to him. <laughs> not, that I called, not that I called him a rascal. He already knows he is. But first thing he said when I walked in was, I'm sorry, Pastor. First time I've ever preached a, a message in the hospital. <laughs> I, I didn't preach at him, but I admonished him. It doesn't matter who was sitting in that driver's seat. The same thing was going to happen. And so pray that God will just give him peace. God had him in that seat at that time. And then would you also pray for all 17? If you've ever been in an accident, you know that you live in that aura for quite a while. And would you just pray that God will give them peace, clear their minds, let them sleep at night. Uh, and then along with that, pray that God will heal them from the uh, the injuries, the bumps, the bruises, uh, again, usually uh, a day or two after the event, that's when you really understand what, what did happen to me in that incident. Uh, so pray for them spiritually, emotionally, physically, that, and, and mentally. They just that God would, uh, their wholeness, that that would be, be brought back to, to fully restored uh, health. Would you pray that way? And then also pray that souls would be saved through this. Uh, Brother Taylor told me that he already has a family connection uh, with one of the first responders, and this week he hopes to be able to talk to that family and maybe share Christ with them. Again, another divine connection of what God was doing uh, on Friday uh, along that highway. And then this is a reminder to everyone, and perhaps someone here this morning. The scripture reminds us we don't know what a day is going to bring forth. 
We just don't know. All of our lives are like a vapor, here for a short time on the earth and then gone. This life is you having the opportunity to prepare for eternity. Now again, we're, we're going to let the investigation uh, be completely uh, played out, and we're, we'll share with you information that comes from uh, whatever we learn. But the point is this. That could be any one of our vehicles. As we're driving down a highway, it could be someone's vehicle next to us. We just don't know when we're going to enter eternity or by what, what means. But what we do know is that we're going to either heaven, because we've believed on Jesus Christ, or we're going to spend eternity separated from God in the lake of fire because we rejected the gift of God's Son. And I would be remiss this morning to stand here and not remind us we're finite. Doesn't matter your age. You can be young, and in a short time, there could be a tombstone with your name on it. Or older. We, we just don't know. God holds the appointment book, but here's the reality. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. We cannot escape if we neglect this great salvation that God has provided. And so that salvation uh, is simply uh, when we come to the Lord and we accept his assessment of us, which is true, all of sin and come short of the glory of God. Unless you have the glory of God, you cannot enter into his glory in heaven. Say, well, what, what does that mean? Well, because of sin, we all have missed the mark. In order to get into God's heaven, we have to be sinless as God is sinless. Now, because we are not, because we are sinners, the scripture makes it clear that the wages of sin is death. The reality is the paycheck for you and I being a sinner is death. Your body is dying right now. It's dying. Uh, the potential for death is all around us. Uh, and so the ways of sin is death. If you do sin, and we have all broken various commands of God, therefore we're guilty of all of his law, uh, the scripture tells us that we're on death row. He that believeth is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. You're on death row. And the sentence for your sin will be carried out. You will die. Now, that's the problem of sin. We're all sinners. The penalty, we all face death. But here is the payment. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God sent his son. He became a man, born of a virgin, so no sin nature. All God, all man came to this earth, and when he got here, his, his focus was the cross. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to be our substitute. Live a perfect life. Illustrate to everyone he's God as he claimed. I and my father are one. Show everyone that he's God. Declare to everyone they needed to believe on him. Receive him. Whoever will receive me, he said, will become the children, the sons of God.
even to those who believe on his name. And so he went to the cross, died, shed his blood, became your substitute. I deserve to hang on that cross. You deserve to die for your sin. He died in our place. He took my place. He became my sin so that I could be his righteousness. He became death so that I could have his life. An exchange took place. So that's the payment. He took my place, and then three days later, he rose from the grave conquering death. So not only uh, dealing with the penalty, satisfying God's justice, but then conquering the, the full weight of sin, which is death, he rose from the grave so that we too could be resurrected with him. Now here's the promise. Romans chapter 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Confess that Jesus is Lord, just like he said. And believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Believe here. Jesus went to the cross. He paid my, my penalty. He died and he rose again. He's alive today. If you'll believe that in your heart, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes and is made righteous, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Well, how, how do I confess him? How do I be saved? Romans 10, uh, 13. For whosoever shall believe, what those previous verses say, uh, for whosoever shall believe those things and call on the name of the Lord. Lord, I'm a sinner just like you say. God, I deserve judgment, but I believe you sent Jesus to die for me. So right now, I'm calling on you. Would you come into my life and save me? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. By the way, well, if I, if I try this, is it going to work? Wait a minute. The very next verse says, and if you call, you will never be ashamed. Oops, that was a mistake. No, no. God calls on all men everywhere to repent and to believe on Christ. You'll never regret it. And so it's faith. You can't work your way to heaven. Uh, Jesus had to come because there was no other way. And so believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.